and welcome to another episode of Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. Today, I step into the shoes of a great man, a man by the name of Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. On the other side of the table, Dr. Scientist. Gator turns vans upside down like they in a crazy washing machine. My my name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, 55 burgers, 55 fries, 55 tacos, 55 pies, 55 cokes, 100 tater tots, 100 pizzas, 100 tenders, 100 meatballs, 100 coffee, 55 wings, 55 shakes, 55 pancakes, 55 pastas, 55 peppers, and 155 taters. Welcome to Plotty Time. Let's cue that theme music. Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> like, no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes blow Thanks down. for coming and listening to another brand new episode of Plotty Time. As we always say, the most accurate podcast that has ever existed. I was going to do a new intro, but guys, I hit the wrong button. I hit it, and now it's the old intro. Um, the Next time. Next time we'll, next we'll time, do guys. it. I promise next episode I will have that done. <laughs> nothing has ever gone wrong. <laughs> What's that from uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land? Where nothing can possibly go wrong. Possibly go wrong. <laughs> well, while you're talking there, Dr. Scientist, how about you tell us what you've been playing, watching, and doing, and what's going on with you? Thanks for asking. Of course. Uh, what have I been playing? Uh, not much. I've been playing, uh, some monster train on my phone. That's it. Nothing great. Hmm. Okay. What have I been watching? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I've watched this, uh, series on YouTube. Well, there's this, this show on YouTube I watch. It's called, uh, Let's Nope. It's just Pete. They play like horror games and stuff and whatever, but they've been okay. playing a Resident Evil 4 mod with Isaac <laughs> and the main character is now Isaac Clark oh. and the bad guys are Koopas. And stuff, okay. and they're like all the man, they changed like all the weapons and all the enemies. It was interesting. It's fun to watch. Okay, I think you know there's a big fish in Resident Evil Four that you fight in like a lake. Yeah, that sounds that, about right. That was uh, modded into Thomas the Tank Engine. Every fucking game has Thomas the Tank Engine somewhere. Is that a thing? It. That internet thing? I guess it has to be. Yeah, every game I see like screenshots of fucking instead of the Skyrim dragons, it's Thomas the Tank Engine flying around. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah, people love putting him in video games. Um, I also finished up the new Black Mirrors. Oh, god damn, I didn't even start. How were they? Good? Bad? I liked them. I liked them all. I heard it was slightly different than previous seasons. I have no, no other claims to back that up. <laughs> I said, I heard the same thing. I mean, how, how could they be different? They're just It's like the Twilight Zone episodes. They're new. Well, you got a point. <laughs> I saw an article where it's like, they pivoted to a new style, and now it's worked out for them. I'm like, what is, well, I don't, I don't want to read that because I haven't watched them. I, I don't know what the new style is. I okay. couldn't possibly tell you. They could be full. That article could be full of shit. I don't know. Might not be from a real site. Probably got AI to write it. Damn. Probably. Uh, and I also finished up. I think you should leave. No. Oh, yeah. There you yeah. go. I still think the egg one's the best segment. <laughs> and the one you it's did. Good. The one I thought about out of nowhere the other day was when he was like, and the last fucking thought I had before I died was at least I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that what did they too. do to us? What did they do to us? <laughs> <laughs> I also like the one where he's like he hosts the show and he's like and if you get the best of me I'm just gonna sit on my phone for the rest of the show <laughs> <laughs> I even got an alarm on my phone 
I can hook my phone up to the computer and download my pictures to it. <laughs> Who you texted? I've got the newest phone. <laughs> my mom just got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there. They were tied up. How's she texting? It's the robbers. <laughs> I love the one, too, where he's just sitting on his couch, and it's for the doggy door, that one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the one. He's like, I know it wasn't a monster. Yeah, it was just a pig with a Richard Nixon mask. <laughs> He's like, and then you like can't sleep, and then you see that thing. Your brain doesn't just think, oh, that's a pig in a Nixon mask. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, that. it's going to kill me, and it's on Earth or something. Like For that. 50 I'm seconds, I thought monsters existed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, a good one. I got to so, watch it again. I just watched it the one time. Oh, yeah. And uh, I also saw a new movie in the theaters called Asteroid City. I don't even, I've never even heard of that. No. It's new Wes Anderson. Oh, oh okay. It has a... Uh, Bill Murray in it? Yes. Ed Norton, oh. Brian Cranston, oh. uh, Scarlett Johansson. All the regs. Mm, yeah, it sounds like... Is, uh, what's his name? Jason Schwartzman. Jonathan Schwartz, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, he's in it. <laughs> it's more masturbatory Hollywood stuff, but it's all right. Does it still look all... 60s pastel colors or whatever yeah. it is his style yeah it's a story about a guy who wrote the screenplay for asteroid city and they kind of like do the acting and stuff with it it's all right it's kind of funny and stupid what's your favorite wes anderson movie <sighs> i don't even know if i have them i'm not even sure i like any of them truly honestly <laughs> did you like this one it was okay I like the Life Aquatic. Uh, let me look at the, yeah. the list here. I liked... Uh, if any jump out at me. What was the hotel one? I liked this so much, I can't remember the name of it. The Grand... The Grand, Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel. Yeah. yeah. I think that was my favorite one. Well, the Royal Tenenbaums is good. Yeah. Too. That might be the best one. I think that's the best one he's made. It's just not personally my favorite. Yeah. But it's very good. Uh, Rushmore was pretty good. But I haven't seen it in 25 years, so I don't remember. True. Do you ever have one of those movies that you haven't seen for like 25 years and you loved it and you're like, I don't, I don't want to ruin it. Like, I don't want to go back yeah, and watch it again. That's like Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> like Rushmore. Exactly. Yes. But, and then one last uh-huh. movie oh. I watched, okay. I watched, uh, the world's end. Oh yeah. That a boy. Yeah. What'd you think? It's okay. It's one of the better ones of his films. Had you seen it before or was this the first time? I've seen like the first half of it before. I never saw the whole thing. Okay. Oh. I liked it. I, I thought it was really funny. It was. It just like when they start fucking up the robots and stuff in the fights is hilarious. But oh, yeah, it's very sharply written too. like the gags, the the, the verbal gags in it are very funny. I mm. like it. Good. Yeah, it gets all everything was a man. The most exciting thing I watched was the Resident Evil 4 mod. <laughs> and what was that on again? It's a there's a an Internet show on YouTube called Let's Nope. Let's Nope. Yeah. And they just, they just play like horrible games, horror games. Is it by someone that like doesn't like horror things? No, they like them. It's okay. They're you part know what of I mean? like one of those reaction things so they yeah. can be super spooked out. Oh, they're jumpy and stuff, but they play a lot of shitty games too. So, but it's there are a lot of, a lot of shitty horror games out there. Oh yeah. Especially oh, yeah. on PC. Oh buddy. Oh, I know. <laughs> tell me about it. Right? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. We might talk about one later today. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, why not you, Papa Scotch? Tell us how. Thanks for asking. <laughs> wow. You have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I didn't play anything new. I I went back and played some Call of Duty Zombies. Oh shit! Uh, just played a couple rounds of that. Uh, I accidentally like I was just really bored. It was a Saturday night. Uh, wife was out of town. Couldn't do much because I was watching the dogs. 
They're being assholes. So I was stuck inside. I started a game and I I accidentally went online. Oh, so I played with three other randos and I had a great time. Like we weren't talking to each other, but we were just playing and yeah. it was a lot of fun. And we I got to like rank or level like forty five or something. What? what game was he playing? Zombies. Oh. Dudes. Call of Duty Zombies. It's like level or it's round based. So I got to round forty five by the point where like I had to go to bed. Like I killed myself trying to get out of the game and people kept reviving me. I'm like, guys, just let me die. Like <laughs> that's ridiculous. You were on a roll, man. They wanted to keep going. That's by far yeah, they were. I mean, that's by far the highest level I've ever gotten. Yeah. You should have kept it going, man. Stop being a coward. I should have. The wife was gone. No. You could have just stayed up. I could have. I don't remember the why. The sun was coming up. up. <laughs> no, it wasn't that late. It was like super duper late. It was like 1030. 1030. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like how we both said that's super duper late now. Jesus. What did they do to us? <laughs> yeah, I, could, I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw 10 o'clock. Went to bed at 830 last night. <laughs> I, uh. No, we got in late, so I went to bed a little bit later. But yeah, normally I'm in bed with like maybe a little bit of TV by 10 o'clock. Unless I have hockey, then I'm going to go to bed at like 2 in the morning. That sucks. But hockey's worth it. Is it? It's just, Well, I mean, it's either that or don't play. So Yeah, true. I go with the don't play. Obviously. <laughs> so then I also played a little bit more of the Dead Space remake. Oh, yeah. I'm flirting with possibly the idea of playing it on Impossible. Oh. <laughs> but the problem there is, like, I have two trophies left. Beat the game on Impossible and max out all the weapons. But in order to max out all the weapons, I definitely have to play through another playthrough. So I'm wondering, like, should I play through Impossible and try to, like, get through it? Or will I have to spend all my money on health? And then I won't even get the weapon one. So should I just play through again on easy and like pad up my numbers and money and health packs mm. and then go for a boss? Good question. The age old question. Well, the fans can tell you what to do in the comments. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> should I play it on easy mode and stack up for impossible or should I just say fuck it and go for impossible? I would say fuck it and go for impossible. That's my vote too. Because <laughs> I mean, if you, if you don't get the weapon trophy, then you could just do an easy road. Yeah. And if you do play it and get the weapons, you still have to start another playthrough on Impossible anyway. I see what you're saying. So if I play through an easy playthrough to like pad up my stats, I have to finish it. So that's 15 hours ish for the for the campaign. Yes, yes. Yeah, but and then I'll have to play another on Impossible anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're saying if I play it on Impossible, I'm you playing one playthrough, and then if I need, I can just play a little bit extra. Yeah. Is Impossible like permadeath? Yeah, it's permadeath. And well, you can I play think it until you die and then quit. <laughs> Limited saves too. Yeah. Nah, there's always cloud backups. True. That's true. I just feel like such a chump doing yeah. cloud backups, and I'm always like convinced that there's going to be something wrong with my cloud backup when I try to do it. I don't. <laughs> I, that's there's that's not rational. That's not based on anything. No. no. I always fear that I'm going to load it and it's going to be what just happened. Like, oh, it loaded after the death or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or you know, the worst part is when you you load into like the animation of you dying or like yeah, yeah. an impossible situation. Like you already fell down the pit to your death and yep. just loads you there. They don't have that uh quick save in dead space. You have to go to like a save station. Oh, so there you go. That shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. So it says you only have a single save slot through your entire playthrough. Is that it? I mean, I could do that. That's not even bad. And a single death will delete your save and put you back at the start of the game. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, you can still back up to the cloud. Yeah, yeah, just play offline. Yeah. Or just turn off. 
auto updates or whatever. But I'm in a position where I, I fucked up. I just spent all my money on nodes to upgrade weapon. I, I could upload an older save and finish the whatever. All right. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We don't need to talk ourselves through this. As far as what I watched, the only thing I watched was a movie I've already seen. If you guys haven't seen it, you should check it out. But as above, so below. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. One of my favorites. It's a great to watch before you go to France. Yeah, exactly. well, we we went, like, we saw the catacombs. We took the, the tour. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we got out of the tour, we're like, we got to watch that movie. So we went back to the room and, like, watched the movie and fell asleep because jet lag is a real thing. But, dude, that movie's awesome. Like, it's it's really good. It is. And it's, I look at the reviews and they're all like, this sucked. This was trash. I'm like, I thought it was good. It's like a, it's Dante's Inferno, basically, but with the Paris catacombs. Sure. Yeah, I Okay. Did you see a Dr. Scientist or just, just you? There's there, a Trump movie, Scott? Dante's Inferno? No, he's talking <laughs> no. about oh. As Above. So yeah, I've seen it. I don't get where the Dante's Inferno thing comes in. But maybe well, you're going, going through hell. But it's, yeah, I mean, they're, it's, no. it's like it's a loose interpretation like fucking Apocalypse Now was of, god damn it. Grapes of Wrath. There it is. The grapes of Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> Heart of Darkness. There it is. Yeah, if, if you, you guys haven't seen it and you like spooky movies, it's worth checking out. Um, I actually went to the catacombs. We took a, a tour, which was we got to go to like a couple private areas that the walkthrough tour doesn't get to go oh. to. And it was it was awesome. It was amazing. I it was guys, it was so many bones. Like, I know there's yeah. a lot of bones and I knew <laughs> there was a lot of bones going in, but you have no idea how many bones it is until you go down there. And it's like, oh, this is just all bones. Yeah. All of so, it. So how is hell? It's cold. It's like 50 degrees. Like Ooh. solid and pretty damp. Oh, that sucked to be stuck in that. It does it. It's just like a smell mildewy. Yeah, yeah, that damp, yeah. that damp cave smell. <laughs> it yeah, smell like decaying bodies. True. No, dude, the bodies were already way decayed before they threw the bones down there. Started stacking them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like a bit, uh, the story for all you people out there, very fast is a lot of public graves, a lot of masked public graves of people who weren't nobles over like. 600 years of Parisian history and it started to become a problem. So they took them out of the mass graves, took them down into the uh, basically abandoned limestone mines underneath Paris, of which there are 200 miles of these things. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And started stacking them and they put up like uh, concrete plaques that says like what cemetery they came from and when. Yeah, but it that's, was that's good for moving the dead people. Mm, it was, it was, at least you know where the mass graves no. ended up. <laughs> It was gnarly. It was it was crazy. And there was like, oh, we're going to take you and you're going to look at this one skull here. And that's one that has teeth. And we're like, wait, don't they all have teeth? They're like, no, teeth fall out. Here's a couple teeth. Check it out. Like, this is <laughs> weird. You buy a teeth keychain on the way out. <laughs> yeah, it was. The, the gift shop was awesome. It was a lot of skulls, as you can imagine. But uh, yeah. So if you're in Paris, check it out. We toured 1.5 miles of 200. Yeah. Hmm, so most of it. Well, yeah. The rest, they don't let you go in. But people, I guess, like, people always sneak down there and have, like, catacombs parties because there's no way they, like, patrol every square inch of that place. Yeah, I've seen another movie where there's catacomb parties. What was that one? It's the one with Shannon Sossaman? Yeah, I think I, I talked about watching it before called. I left. Uh, the catacombs? It might just be catacombs it or something be. like that. If you listen to our episode from, like, two weeks ago, I talk about it as if I'd just seen it. So. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, I got a lot of stuff to catch up on. So hopefully next week and the following week, I'll have more to talk about. But that's all I got for today. So, Sir Chomp Slap, what about you? What have you been playing, watching, doing? What's going on over there? Well, I finished up uh, Salt and Sanctuary. Oh, you beat it? Nice. 
Oh, yeah. Nice. Fucking cake. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite part? The scissors. <laughs> Word. You could have said anything there, and I'd be like, yeah, man. My favorite like, oh, the teacup part. ride. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, mm. that was fun, dude. It's wild. Really good game. I don't know if I'll play it through again, but we'll see. But yeah, they were, I was trying to remember the new game plus, but I started new game plus and I got to the first boss and kicked his ass. Yeah, it's and he gives you a shit ton of not salt, yeah, not yeah. souls, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, okay. Damn good game. Check it out. Yeah. After you beat uh, what you call Ring. it? Ring, yeah. <laughs> For a long time of you talking about it, I thought it was Sultan, like S U L T A N. Sultan Sanctuary. Yeah. But it's it's S A L T. Oh, salt end. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't talk up. too good. <laughs> no, I just I don't know why in my head I was like, oh, Sultan. And I think at one time you mentioned a curvy sword, and I was like, oh yeah, Sultan's have sense. curvy swords. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's scimitar, of course. It's, yeah. There yeah. It is. Why the, wouldn't there be one? The virulent scimitar. That's in Sultan Sanctuary. Perfect. It all comes back. Oh yeah. Then I watched some some movies. Okay. What do you got for us? Uh I watched this movie called Hacker. Mm. I think is it, it as it's not going to be as good as Hackers. No. I'm sorry. That was a dumb oh, yeah, question. No. Sorry. It might have been sorry. released as anonymous in the States or something. I don't remember. But it's just some kid who becomes like a hacker, joins the dark web. and Joins the dark yeah. web? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you, yeah. It's something you sign up for, idiot. Yeah. You have to prove that you're elite hacker, dude. You have to do something and then prove it was you. And then you can get. Like hack the Gibson and steal a garbage file. Something like that. But yet somehow not get caught by law enforcement. Yeah. But then he gets in with this other hacker who's run by the feds and they try to take down the Zed, the big guy who runs the whole underground dark web. The the Penn and Teller of uh, the Gillette Teller. Yes. Or Gillette Penn, whatever his name is. Penn Gillette. (laughs) Yes. Gillette Penn. Best a man can get. (laughs) Come on. Come on. I pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah, but it sucked. Don't watch it. <laughs> I think I say the joke sucked. Like, yeah, but joke. <laughs> that's what I thought it meant too. <laughs> sucked. Don't listen to him. Uh, so not good is what you're saying. No, nah, it was not not good. All right, not putting it on the list. I watched this one called "I'll Follow You Down." I've seen that. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, and it's Jim Blossoms, like the Jim Blossoms. No documentary. What? The, uh, the, I'll oh, oh there's another bad joke. Down. Oh, was that a song by the Jim Blossoms? Follow you down. Oh. But not that far. Okay, fucking, I'll just stop trying. That's oh, fine. God. No, it was something <laughs> about. I was, I was like, okay, a fucking time machine type movie. It was all right. And it get it's so so much about family and relationships. Oh, too much heart. Yeah. I was like, okay, where's the coolness? Where's I watched like half of it. And I was like, all right, now they're gonna get in the time machine. Let's see what happens. No, it just kept going that way. So that's a bummer. Yeah, it's really yucky to me. Felt gross after watching it. <laughs> Movies with feelings, you mean? Too much heart. Yeah, way too much heart. Gives him indigestion. It sure did. I was like, oof. Haley Joel, what are you doing? Go play Slow Joey on <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang some more. Slow Joey. I forgot about Slow Joey. <laughs> How did you forget about Slow Joey? <laughs> forgot about a lot of Cotomy Bang Bang. I only watched through it once, and then they took it off Netflix. Yeah, it's true. They did. But it's damn good. Watch it again. And I watched another movie I'll talk about a little bit here. Oh. You guys watch Wrath of Becky? No. I have not, no. It's the second installment in only what I can assume to be the Becky trilogy. 
Okay. Well, it's a it's the second one. You ever see Becky? No, man. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, Becky's movie was kid fucks up uh, some Nazis that came to her house to steal gold or something. I don't remember what it was, but this one's the second installment where Sean William Scott plays the leader of like a kind of like a what's it called Proud Boys thing. Sure. So they're just the assholes this time, and then they they end up stealing her dog. So she goes after him and she fucks them all up. So Kevin James and Joel McHale are in this. Who? Kevin, Kevin James. James. Joel McHale. Kevin James Joel McHale. in the first one. Yeah. I was looking at the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin James plays a fucking psycho Nazi that straight out of prison. It's weird. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Why haven't I seen this? I don't know. Well, Trump definitely talked about it. I know I've I've seen okay, I've seen the poster for the Wrath of Becky, but I didn't realize it was a sequel to a Becky trilogy. Oh yeah. Because they're like at the end, they're like, uh, there's definitely going to be a third one. It's probably, probably going to be shitty, but I mean, this one was fun too. Like I said, it's good. Check it out. It's gory. It's fun. She tapes a grenade in some guy's mouth. It's really cool. <laughs> Check it out. Awesome. Tape's not going to hold it in. It's going to explode. It's duct tape. Oh, oh. <laughs> how did I miss this one? All right. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the list. Yeah. Fucking check it out. Becky and the Wrath of Becky. That's all I did. Okay. Well, I mean, if that's all we got for that, let's go ahead and move into the plotty time vibe check. Ooh. Ooh. What's up Ooh. with this vibe? Ooh. <gasps> yeah. Whoops. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about some stuff. I want to talk about one thing with Call of Duty I thought was very interesting. I always love reading about how uh, there are cheaters in games mm-hmm. and how companies, what they do to mitigate that cheating, whether yeah. it's banning or the banning is whatever. Everybody does that. But when they come up with new innovative ways to trick cheaters, Call of Duty will now throw fake enemies into the game. Oh, and really? if you, uh, they're, they're, they're basically hallucinations that only the cheaters can see. Oh, so they're shooting at nothing. Yeah, so the, if the game sees that they're shooting at nothing and they keep shooting at nothing as if it's a person, then they'll kick them from the server. Um. There's also been like some other ones, like they take away their guns or they make legit players invisible, which I thought was really fun. That is awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. I, I like I like this. I, I want to encourage this behavior, not just banning people because then you're going to end up banning people that haven't been cheating. Yeah, exactly. Just because one so. team, because you play too well and then... The team's like reports you. Yeah, I'd rather have it where they see hallucinations of other <laughs> players. That's pretty. That's good. awesome. So you got you guys are into it. I can dig it. Mm-hmm. I like how they just throw them all in the same lobbies now. All the cheaters just play with each other. It's like a shadow band type thing. Yeah, and they have no idea. Yeah, they just well, get dumped they in lobbies. The first game and, <laughs> and they can't. They as soon as they spawn, they get murdered by another cheater. Mm-hmm. You think? Do you think anyone's ever done that and been like, okay? I've learned my lesson. You're right. No. Playing against cheaters is not fun. No. No. No, me neither. Because they'll just get a new account and do it again. And they're like, ah, they got me. Okay. Well, then I guess <laughs> I'll uh, just open a new account and try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I still don't know what the point is of cheating in games like that. It's supposed to be fun. No. And losing is part of it. Like, well, it's just how win. it is. There's a, there's a whole... I've come to realize there's a whole section of the everybody who thrive on pissing people off. No, it's not trolls who cheat. No, it's just they like making people mad. Well, I like being people mad, but I wouldn't cheat in a game. Well, you're not that kind then. I'd, I'd rather yeah. do something like use a scraping spear. Yeah, you're a troll. <laughs> but 
You're a non-cheating troll. These these people just take it to the extreme. I think it's actually people who are afraid to lose, so they just make sure they always win. But like, if you to prove what? Like, if you're proving it among your you don't friends have to group, prove it. You just got to prove it to yourself because you're scared. They're cowards. That's so sad. <laughs> They're cowards, Donnie. <laughs> it's just so sad. It is. Jesus well, Christ. Whatever. Yeah. Um. And uh, if any of you out there have any innovative ways games have fucked with their cheaters, I'd love to hear them. Oh yeah. Drop it on the sushes. So we also have, uh, get this, Cyberpunk 2077 is back in the news because of a quote uh, from the CD Projekt Red's VP of Public Relations came out and said, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Have you guys heard this? No. No. Okay. So they were talking. He was in an interview. He's, you know, he's the VP of PR. He does interviews. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked him basically about you know, what was it like in the launch? What was, you know, that whole situation about how terrible their launch was. You can go back and listen to our mini-sode set about where I go through every single thing that happened with that up to like a year after it's released. Yeah, it was a good set. <laughs> Thank you. But this one, uh, this is the quote. Are you guys right? All right. I actually believe Cyberpunk on launch was way better than it was received. And even the first reviews were positive. Then it became a cool thing not to like it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> we it went from hero to zero really fast. That was a tough moment. We didn't know what was happening. We knew that the game is great. Yes, we can improve it. Yes, we need to take time to do it. And we need to rebuild some stuff. Right. Yeah. That's why so they gave everyone their money back. <laughs> that's That was the next line in this article where it's like, do you think Sony just takes games off the PlayStation store because it's a cool thing to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because remember, that game got yanked because yeah, it was, yeah, didn't yeah. fucking work on PlayStation 4. <laughs> Some people just can't lose and have to do whatever they can to make it seem like they're going to uh, win. I bet you he's a cheater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> Man, I just wish journalists would call people out on this bullshit. Like, no, that's not what happened. That's not what journalists do. Journalists are also cowards. <laughs> journalists are like, well, if I mean to them, then no one else is going to do an interview with me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's look, look at ridiculous. John Stewart. Yeah, no one will interview with him now because <laughs> he actually presses people. He's like, no, that's not true. But yeah, I just thought that was very funny that they're like, no, it was cool to hate on us. You know, everyone did like, no, the game didn't straight up didn't fucking work. <laughs> yeah. My our game was a meme. <laughs> so also new game news. We've been over this. We all know Alan Wake 2 is coming out. No. Mm. Yeah, it's coming out uh, in on October 17th of 2023. Hmm. Yeah, I'm cool. interested in it, but. The the part of the news that hit that was nose noseworthy. Jesus. Yeah, noseworthy. News, Boom. Oh, newsworthy was that the game will not be launched physically. They're not there's not gonna be a single physical release of it's it. It's about time they stop wasting resources on that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna guess that scientist is pro digital only. Sure. Well the way okay. you talk about it. <laughs> well yeah, from from the quote he just said, yes, that's what I gathered that. But uh I like physical releases. I like to have something in my hand, although with like with we ran into this with the last Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 the game like the disc had basically a 5 meg file that just unlocked the download and you downloaded the whole game anyway. Yeah, that's what they'll all be, right? Yeah. They'll be one of the two. But I always I think that's cheap. I think it's, you know, if you buy a disc, you should be able to play that disc. Nope. <laughs> well, you're wrong. Yeah, that's not the way it is. What am I paying for? That's crazy. I I think that's crazy. Am I like the only one here? No, I'm, the way the world works now. I agree with you. 
I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't agree, but got to be realistic here. I mean, I get it. It's a lot less overhead than having to print out all those copies. And then they also said basically the big reason why they were doing it and they decided not to release it physically was because they can basically work up like work on the game up to the day it's released. Would they do that with patches anyway? Yeah. I know. That's and like that day one patch or whatever. have to be approved by like the stores they sell in before? Well, I don't think so. I mean, Cyberpunk was originally listed. Hi! <laughs> oh. Callback. That's called a callback. <sighs> Boom. That's what good hosts do, right? <laughs> callback the joke they just talked about. I wonder how much of their sales come from hard copies. Well, collector's editions sell out every time. Yeah, but it's not like there's 100 million collector's editions for sale. True. That's a good question. I mean, it's got to still be... I mean, it's, it's definitely less than it was 10 years ago, obviously, but I guess there's still money to be made, right? But I mean, to 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 make a game, like a big game, not have it, it can't be worth it. Yeah, you can't gift it up to somebody on PlayStation. I still don't know why they don't do that. Why can't I gift games to people on PlayStation? Yeah, PlayStation. Talk to us, you cowards. You just, they just introduced Discord chat. I mean, gifting games is probably another five years away. Yeah, for real. But I would have definitely bought you guys both a copy of The Quiet Man. For <laughs> sure, when it was down to like one ninety nine. Hell yeah. I still got to play that game and stream it. One of these days, I'll set that up. Before mm. the end of the year, mark my words. Oh, yeah. Write it down okay. now. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> Shut up. Before the end of the year. When December comes and I call you on it. Uh, if you could go ahead and call me on it in October sometime, give me your little reminder. No, but it's funnier if you miss the entire God thing and then I call it, you no, on it. Now I got to write it on a post-it. You <laughs> <such a> <laughs> I'm just going to write down quiet man. And then tomorrow I'm be like, what the fuck did I write down quiet man? <laughs> when you edit this episode, you'll know. Yeah, then I'll remember. Oh, that's, that reminds me too. Fun behind the scenes thing. Uh, I'm no longer going to do the hashtags on the Instagram posts because I was editing uh, last week's episode Mm -hmm. and I accidentally deleted the text file that had all the hashtags on it. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm not going to do it again. (laughs) Can't you just copy it again? Nope. No, it's gone. Like I'd have to listen to it and then redo all the hashtags. Like the file's gone. Oh, 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 oh. I meant like copy the, I thought it was just a, a template or something you had. Well, yeah. the template's there, but I still like type in every hashtag like when, while I'm editing it. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, the original file's gone, so that's what we're not doing How are people going to find what we're talking about? Nobody follows on Instagram. No anyway. one, I don't think people use hashtags on Instagram like they're, like Twitter does. Because every time I post, there's always like 10 spam comments that are like, Oh, you you posted about Fortnite. Why don't you get the coolest, newest Fortnite skin here at this account? And it's like, oh, dude, yeah. it's just they're the only people looking at hashtags. Well, that's because you kept putting hashtag Fortnite. It was popular. It still is. <laughs> hashtag BTS. Hashtag K-pop. Hashtag BTS sucks. We'll get some. We'll get some. No, we'll be DDoSed in oblivion. We'll be DDoSed in twenty minutes. Our information will be out. They'll unearth our real names in seconds. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I love BTS. I think BTS is amazing. Let's go ahead and go on record just saying that to be safe. We all love BTS. We're all BTS fans from way back. I was going to say, Jumpslap looks like he doesn't have a clue what <laughs> BTS is. is BTS? Jumpslap, just say you love him. Just say it. Or love it. Love yeah, there you all go. about it. It's K-pop, man. I figured as much, but... <laughs> very, very popular K-pop fans with... Or, sorry. Very popular K-pop group with amazing fans. Love, love the them. fans. Yeah, they don't go crazy ever. Love them. They should follow us. They should be as rabid about us as they are. They make Swifties seem like um, Tom Hanks compared to that crazy guy from 
<laughs> really, really. Yeah, did you just yeah, say yeah. a metaphor in a metaphor? Is that what yeah, you just Yeah, yeah, that was did? it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he, you didn't know how to finish the metaphor, so you made a new metaphor. I love it. I knew it was in my head. It worked. That's that's how you podcast. That's how you podcast. People take notes. <laughs> when it comes to me, when we're talking about the game, I'll write it down and send you a message. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, good stuff. So, fucking in other news, uh, a lot of the the PlayStation suing X Microsoft's about Activision saga is continuing. And a lot of stuff got made public in court filings that was very poorly redacted. Oh, yeah. Were, is this the Sharpie incident? Yes, this is the Sharpie incident. This is one of the things. I'm going to talk about the rest what? of them next week. Okay, so there are a lot of court documents had to be made public because it's a, right. it's a court, right? And in these public, public documents, uh, they were able to redact things that they felt were, you know, insider information or company secrets or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when they were redacting them, they did it very poorly so everyone could see what was written underneath all those black oh, that's what you mean by Sharpie. Yeah. Yes. So uh, one of the things that a bunch of private emails that came out that said uh, PlayStation's narrative has basically been, well, we'll lose Call of Duty. We'll lose Call of Duty. We'll lose Call of Duty. And then it came out in private emails that they're not really worried about losing Call of Duty. Well, then we always know that. I kind of figured that. No, we always assumed within the three of us, like, why would call it like, why would Activision do that and lose half their money? Yeah. So we all were basically like, there's no way they're ever going to take it away. But Sony kept saying, well, they'll take it away. They'll take it away. And it turns out that that was never really a worry of theirs. They just said it was so they could keep the court case going. Yeah, that's how court cases how work court cases nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you not know how mergers work now? Yeah, I just, I, I've, it's just, you see people just lying all the time. And eventually it's like, come on. Yeah. It's lovely. Love this world. Some people are just cowards and are afraid to lose. <laughs> a lot of cowards out there, huh? Good callback, by the way. <laughs> Bunch of cheating cowards. And then I'm going to go ahead and end this on a fun piece of news. And uh, I'm going to start by reading the headline and okay. let you guys sit in that for a second. So, doing. the headline is Police catch bombing suspect after he left behind Pokemon cards. <laughs> Which Pokemon cards? He's losing a lot of money. So, <laughs> apparently, in uh, the great state of Maryland, a guy was. Arrested for allegedly detonating explosives. And when I say, like, you go down, you read the article. They're like, oh, my God, this guy's just, like, leaving bombs all over Maryland. What the fuck? Yeah, the next Unabomber? What, he was making pipe bombs and throwing them in a quarry? Not even. It was M80s. Are you serious? I swear to God. Apparently, in Aberdeen, Maryland, they've been having a problem with some asshole running around, throwing around M80s, blowing up, I don't know. Make a small crater somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Blowing up mailboxes. Throwing them down plumbing. (laughs) Fucking that up. The article just gets weirder and weirder. (laughs) So the Pokemon cards were left behind at the scene of the crime, right? Mm -hmm. So apparently one of the officers who either saw the scene or heard about it or whatever was aware of the case. He's like, wait a minute. I arrested a guy last week that had a shitload of Pokemon cards. I mean, that seems a little weak as evidence. Yeah. Yes, you no, you are you are completely correct. That does seem a little weak, and I'm like, how the fuck are they going to do that? So they got a search warrant based on that, which again, how does that kind of weak? Yeah, D- dude, judges just give search warrants based yeah. on the flimsiest yeah. shit. So then they took him down to the station. 34 year old Jeremiah E. Burnett, his mugshot's out there, so I feel very comfortable saying his name. But they questioned him, and he's like, oh yeah, I did it. Like, dude, <laughs> lie some, better, some- lie. Lie for longer. Some great uh, detective work done there. <laughs> <laughs> there was just the quote is basically 
Uh, he reportedly did not tell investigators or police why he had been planting and blowing up small bombs around town. Because it's fun. Or why he bought Pokemon cards with him during his alleged crimes. Had to be an accomplice. Right? They were playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had to be. And the loser had to put an M80 in their cards. <laughs> I don't... I. Is M80 less than a quarter stick? I remember yes. people like having quarter eighth. sticks. It's an eight. That would make sense with the M8. I think I'm not 100%. It's not. Sure. It's not even dynamite. So it's oh. not a quarter stick. I looked that up like a couple of weeks ago. Just coincidentally. Yeah. Because it's black powder. It's not like nitro. Trinitrotoluene. Yeah. No. So it's it's like it's more than a salute, but less than like a mortar. It's got to be less than like a mortar, right? Oh, like yeah. One of those ones that yeah. shoot in the air. And people are like, oh, my God, he's. Blowing up bombs all over town. It's fucking <laughs> children's. It reminds me of uh, college when we used to make works bombs and put them in people's garbages. Works. I never made a works bomb. It's, I've heard of it. I can't. I should, we shouldn't describe how to make them on the podcast. Google it. <laughs> yeah, Google it. Yeah, you do your own research. <laughs> but in case you wonder, works is toilet bowl cleaner. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's some, you know what? We're not even going to go. We're just going to go That's ahead it. and That's move it. out of the time. Bye, Jack. <laughs> Stop before something illegal happens. Nip that in the bud right there and just keep (laughs) moving on. So uh, this week we're talking about probably one of the best games that has ever existed in the history of video games, cinema, video game cinema, full motion (laughs) video. Uh, We're talking obviously about the eleventh hour. Ooh, is this a sequel to a game we did? Seems spooky. I believe it is. And you can go back and listen to our episode on the seventh guest. I didn't look up when that dropped, but you can go check it out. Just Google it. Just Google it. Just we're telling you to Google a lot of stuff. You do your own <laughs> research. All right. Uh, yes, this is the sequel to the PC game, The Seventh Guest. The Seventh Guest, a very early Windows-based launching mm-hmm. PC game. Classic. Uh, I remember it specifically. We got it because we bought a computer and they fucking threw it in. Yeah. We did that episode way back when on June 18th, 2020, if you want to go back and wow. listen to it. Is that season two? It's like episode 71, I think. <laughs> Something like that. So it's fresh in my mind, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry, because this game has very little to do with the previous one. Mm-hmm. Other than the location, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was released November 30th, 1995. The 11th Ooh. hour was. Number one song. You guys have any guesses? 95, November. <laughs> Let's see. Mm. Mm. 95, huh? Let's go Metallica, Enter Sandman. I have no idea when that came out, but I'm going to go ahead and say that was a good guess, but no, that is that is incorrect. I'm trying to remember. It was 10th grade. I'm going to say Nine Inch Nails closer. No, it's not Nine Inch Nails closer. I but uh, year that came out. Luckily, to help you guys get this through, uh, we're going to go ahead and put out a call to the ghost of Frank Sinatra. So let's go ahead and call <laughs> him up. <laughs> you should pick up. He knows we're calling. It's on his outlook. Hey, I'm Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I don't know enough about Frank Sinatra to know if it's right or not. Well, this that, is what he sounded is. like. You know what I'm talking about? Smoking cigs in Vegas and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like Kennedy. <laughs> a, li- a little bit, a little bit. Well, I'm going to go ahead and sing this song. I got broads to find, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just wanted to say There broads. we go. And I know you're shining down on me from heaven, yeah. Like so many friends we've lost along the way, yeah. 
And I know eventually we'll be together. <laughs> Take it, Johnny. One sweet day. One sweet day. Thank you, Frank. Uh, really appreciate that. We're going to go ahead and uh, hang up on you right now. You can go uh, back and rest eternal. Elton hey, John, Candle thanks, in I'm the Wind. I'm Frank Sinatra later. <laughs> See you, Frankie. So nice of Frank to come on here. Uh, any guesses, guys? Uh, one Sweet Day. The song is called One Sweet Day. Oh, That's correct. Know. Do you remember who sings it? I have no idea. This song is... Super group. Power group. Singers. Guys from Philadelphia. Yeah. Boys to Men. Boys to Men featuring Mariah. Damn, well, it was Mariah Carey featuring Boys to Men. But the song right. is called One I don't Sweet remember that song Day. at all. Yeah, me neither. But it sounds like a banger. Pretty great. Number... Well, they're all... Everything Boys to Men ever did was a banger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Straight out of Compton. <laughs> 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 different group different very different group um two different demos they were going after but uh east coast versus west coast yeah, yeah right. <laughs> number one movie in the country november 30th 1995 it was a big one real big famous one i'll go ahead and read you guys the tagline because it's not gonna help take off an adventure beyond the imagination bill and ted's bogus journey <laughs> oh, i wish that was right but no sorry toy story Toy Story is correct. Oh! He got it. Yes, yes, yes. A good-hearted cowboy doll named Woody belongs to a young boy named Andy. Sees his position as Andy's favorite toy jeopardized when his parents buy him a Buzz Lightyear action figure. That's before the series turned dark. <laughs> yeah, right around four it got whew, yeah. rough. But uh, yeah, so that was the number one movie. This day in history, November 30th, 1924, the first photo facsimile, a.k.a. fax, transmitted across the Atlantic by radio from London to New York City. It's all been downhill since then. Wonder what it said. That basically led to social media. It was a butt. It was a butt. They just faxed a butt. Oh, nice. But that's pretty cool. They faxed a photo in 1924, 100 years ago almost. It's impressive, I think. But I think, okay. The game was released for uh, DOS, MS DOS and Windows, developed by Trilobite, published by Virgin Interactive Entertainment. It is a interactive movie puzzle adventure fmv mm-hmm. and since i picked it do you guys mind if i just go ahead and hop in here dude fucking go for it lead away zp has anyone ever played it no no yeah I'm pretty sure i tried but all of my memories of the seventh guest or 11th hour turned out to be the seventh guest uh, i don't remember <laughs> anything about this fucking video whatsoever the video i watched also had no gameplay in it yeah 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 me me too so it was just the fmv stuff so we're going to be mostly talking about the story that takes place 60 years after the seventh guest and that was set in the 20s right i believe so 20s or 30 it said 60 years after but i think yes this game is supposed to take place in present day 1995 Mm, 30 years ago so you play as a guy by the name of carl denning and he is a like a cheesy cable TV show investigative reporter, like a hard copy type. Mm-hmm. Uh, his show is called Case Unsolved. And Ooh. he has a girlfriend slash co-worker named Robin Morales, mm-hmm. who's who's your producer. Should be frowned upon in the workplace. Well, they, they talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And with some of the best writing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <For real. laughs> Which we'll get to it. But um I'm not going to go over the original one, but basically the short story is there's a mansion that people go near and they end up dead. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. ever comes out of it. Yes. It's run by a guy named Henry Stoff, I believe is how we pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, so apparently 
there there have been all these women going missing three weeks ago in uh, the town Harley on Hudson, New York, which I'm pretty sure isn't real. And a bad fake name, by the way. I hope it is real now. So <laughs> um, she went to investigate a whole bunch of homicides in the area. She was investigating the mansion of Henry Stuff. And um, I don't know why the local news all like knows about this or why it's such a big story, but she went missing basically. Well, uh, there's a, like, they think there's a serial killer around killing yeah. people. People are going missing all throughout the town. Yeah. yeah. People are going missing throughout the town. She went to investigate it. She also went missing, but I didn't know how they knew all the stuff about, Oh, she was an investigative reporter ta- looking at a bunch of homicides in the area. They, they, the local news seemed to have a lot of information that maybe the cops are giving it to him. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. It's a small town. Well, she did. Uh, Talk she did. to a lot of people. I thought in she the introduced town. herself quite a bit. Yeah. Actually, yeah, really. that's true. She might have talked to. She talked to a lot of people. She made herself known. Yeah. And uh, so you're Carl's watching a news a news report. He receives this envelope from some kind of courier, or whatever, with high tech hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this thing called a game book, which looks like an old. I don't know how to explain. Like a full keyboard 3ds. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like a like 3ds a, mixed with a BlackBerry. I was thinking an old BlackBerry. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a very old piece of like early handheld computer tech that clearly wasn't real. Like they superimposed an image on it, yeah, obviously. obviously. But it, it works as like your game menu in the game when you're solving puzzles and stuff, as well as receiving video messages on it. Mm-hmm. There's a message from Robin begging for you to come and save her and help. So you immediately fuck off on your motorcycle, <laughs> blaring with like the worst TV movie style soundtrack I've ever worst. heard in my life. Yeah. Oh, did you I love disagree. it? Did you have strong feelings for this butt rock metal, whatever it was? <laughs> butt rock. It's a pretty badass motorcycle. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No one said the motorcycle wasn't cool. <laughs> all right. But the music blew. So you get like a bunch of, as he's driving and this terrible music's playing, you get a bunch of like flashbacks and glimpses into their previous uh, relationship, which is some of the best dialogue. I just wrote down the dialogue. Yeah, oh, it's great. God. Yeah. Robin says, people will say, I just slept with you to get the job. And then Carl's response, I swear to God, well, didn't you? <laughs> I I almost shut it off when I saw that. Yeah, he just becomes a total dick. Hey, he's got a negger to get her, man. They already fucked, though. Yeah, this is apparently like later in their relationship. They had a fight and she's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go investigate this thing. Yeah. And then he's like, good. I hope you get lost like the other people. Yeah, he, he does say that. Yeah, he does say, well, I hope you go missing. Carl says, well, whatever. She's like, I'm going to go. Like, I'm going to go check it out. And Carl's like, whatever. See you in the Monday in the office. And she's like, no, I'm going. And Carl says, well, I hope you go missing. And I just wrote in my notes, what a scumbag. Seriously. I don't. The what 90s she were do? a different time, man. She kill his dog or something? The fuck? Yeah, he, he is a piece of shit. So Carl arrives at the mansion and he gets a clue on his game book that says the blind mice is a good rap number. <laughs> So he puts it together. Oh, I got knocked on the door three times. Three blind mice. Wrap at the door. Yeah. Yeah. All of these puzzles are. I didn't look. I looked at them a little bit. I didn't see them in the video we watched, but they're fucking impossible. Like they're so hard. Really? So was the seventh guest from Robert. Yeah. Yeah. They they were insane. Like you have to have a guide to figure it out. And we were like little kids trying to figure it out. Then that's also the moment we realized we could just look up cheats on the Internet. Very formative time for me. (laughs) Yeah. So we flashback again, a lot of flashbacks, which is mostly flashbacks of all the events leading up to Robin coming into town and going into the mansion. And then eventually we pick up. So 
a few weeks ago, Robin is interviewing a woman by the name of Eileen Wiley at a local diner. And I think it's really funny here because this is definitely a thing that happened in the 90s where, like, the city person goes out to the country and tries to order something healthy. And they're like, what are you, stupid? Like, all we got are eight pounds of bacon for breakfast. You want a wheat bagel? Can I get a Pepsi free? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, you're going to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) All we have is chocolate donuts so eileen was uh the reason robin's talking to eileen eileen was the only person known to have gone to the mansion and survived and got out (gasps) oh my god how'd she lose her hand though (laughs) (laughs) yeah she she uh lost her right hand she said it was bitten off by a dog that night obviously but she basically doesn't disclose anything else and basically tells robin to go fuck off so we get another flashback to uh, two new characters, Marie and Chuck, <laughs> which came out of yeah, they came out of nowhere. I guess Chuck runs some type of business, and he's married and has a family. And Marie is like his mistress. He just goes to the hotel, and they just bone out all the time. Oh yeah, it's booty call, hotel. classic nineties behavior. He goes from room eight down to room seven. He's like, yeah, what? Why They'll never he find it originally. Uh, so dumb so we go back uh robin has a quick run-in with the chief of police jim. Uh, where she's look jim where she's like looking at a crime scene just kind of like poking around seeing if she can figure something out get you know get her head in the space and uh jim martin's basically like you need to get out of here anyway what's up like what's going on with you like there's there's some hitting on here oh yeah yeah, yeah. a little flirtiness a little, like, little flirtiness I'm a little uh he's police like chief you know yeah just a small Some town police chief. chief. Oh, Living a Jim. simple life. <laughs> I don't know nothing about your crazy city ways. <laughs> I just know tight shirts and guns. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, I know who you are. You work for Case Unsolved. And uh, it's already out in town that you're poking around after she just saw one person. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, that, that's probably the most believable part of this whole thing. She made quite a scene in that diner. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, basically his whole thought process is, well, ghosts are fake, uh, but murders are real and they're happening here. So how about stop being a dick about it? And then he sends her to Dr. Thornton to get some more info. That's not a bad idea. That's good thinking for a chief of police. He's like, why don't you go talk to the doctor? (laughs) Ghosts are fake and murders are real. If only everybody could be that simple. Yeah, I can't really uh, prosecute ghosts. So... (laughs) I'm just going to focus on these murders. Have you ever really tried? No, Ooh. I haven't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all is, all we're waiting for is one precedent to be set, you know? You can't mm-hmm. shoot a ghost. Oh, yeah? So then we get, like, another blip of present day of, of Robin asking Carl to help her, or anyone, really. It's really bad, like, CGI-type thing. Come Like, a, a fin, like a shark fin comes out of the ground, tries to get her. Oh, yeah. They're like merman. Like a merman, like a... She's like a ghost or spirit in the mansion and something's out together but carl can communicate with her it's very confusing yeah he's got the special game pad mm-hmm. yeah it's real dumb it's real dumb so robin goes and interviews dr thornton after uh, a run-in i just wrote a run-in with his annoying secretary i had no idea that was marie till way later <laughs> no really <laughs> yeah i was just like wait is that okay whatever but she was a really uh not very customer service friendly no administrative yeah. assistant dropper too so he's she's Robin's talking to Dr. Thornton and he doesn't know he, he believes her about the dog bite. But he uh, basically throughout this whole talk, him violating all kinds of HIPAA regulations. <laughs> Dude, 
HIPAA wasn't around in 95, man. <laughs> I guess not. But the whole he's answering a lot of questions about her personal medical history. Especially to and a then, stranger. Yeah, to a complete stranger who is working for a cable TV show that's known to be exploitative. So he's also like, oh, yeah, well, you know, another person was there with her, Samantha Ford. <gasps> no. And Robin's like, what do you mean? And instead of him being like, fuck, I'm so sorry. I said too much. You cannot use that. He goes, oh, well, her family had like a whole bunch of money <laughs> and they kept her name out of the papers. But she got she got jacked up. She ended up paralyzed from this whole thing. She also survived. She mm. also survived. And then Marie, we get a little glimpse that Marie has overheard the entire thing through the intercom. <laughs> overheard or tried to hear. Definitely was listening. Yeah, um, definitely purposely yeah, turned on the intercom to hear the whole story. No. Well, we'll see, I guess. I think she's cool. So we cut to Carl encountering the, the, the memory or the spirit or the ghost of Eileen on the night of the attack in the mansion. It's kind of like a time slip situation, I guess, mm-hmm. is the best way yeah. to explain that. So then we revisit Maria. Maria, sorry. Maria. Maria. I don't know why I said that weird. <laughs> we uh, go back to Maria putting a straight razor to Chuck's neck by a dam, and yeah. then they make out hard. Nothing gets me harder. Yeah. It was just a really weird out of place scene. It was. The entire thing was weird. Yeah. So Maria heads home uh, to her mother, who is Eileen, we find out, mm. who really does not approve of Marie sleeping with a married man. I, I'm not sure that's the only reason. She's uh she's kind of a badass though. You know, she lives by her own set of rules. She doesn't listen to anybody. <laughs> she's a wild card. Sure. I don't listen to you, single mom. <laughs> yeah, basically that's what she said. She's like, you made bad decisions too, so I get to do whatever I want. I'm not gonna listen to a lecture from you. You're a whore, I'm a whore. It runs in the family. <laughs> I believe the word was tramp. Oh, it could have been. I didn't write it down. Marie's kind of a piece of shit. I wrote in my notes here, I still have no idea why Marie's in the story. Mm. Mm. Because we don't know yet. (laughs) Then there was a a Robin jogging sequence where she literally runs into the chief. Yeah, it was weird too. And he gives her some clothes. She doesn't really know why she's running or like what happened. She just kind of like blacked out and was on a jog. Mm. Yeah, and he gives her boots because he's like, when he first ran into her, he's like, you need boots if you're going to be out here, not those fucking high heels in the swamp. And this, it looked like a normal grass yeah. <laughs> area next to like a lake. Like You need hiking boots out here. So there's definitely some sparks between these two. They keep flirting a little bit. And then we flash back to uh, or flash around to some random clips from the mansion with uh, Stoff, the ghost of Stoff, talking about the Marquis de Sade. Mm-hmm. He's educated. Yeah, he's educated, and he knows all about the famous torturers. So he, there's the dog with the human head, man's the human man's body. No, no, it was the a dog, human head on a dog with a human man's head <laughs> on. Yeah, and I feel like we've didn't we just see this in a different game like recently? Yes, I couldn't remember what it was though. Man, I'm not gonna look it up. Fans, tell us, tell us where we talked about a. Oh no, it was the Xbox one. It was the one the with the Connect game. Oh. Right, right. Oh, uh, God damn it. Where is it? Rise of Nightmares. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, we did that. In yep, February. that's the one. Good pull off the list of good ones we did. Right off the top of his head. I knew which one it was. I just forgot the name of it. So then we also get like a, a woman with a warping lizard face and some some ginger dude gets murdered by Chuck out of nowhere. Yeah, just that down by this, the river. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of this was just weird to be weird, and then we get cut in with this Chuck killing some dude. So mm-hmm. Robin now shows up to Samantha Ford's house to interview her, 
And I believe Robin was actually playing the seventh guest, yeah, like as a right? nod to I the first the same game, thing. which is very strange. One egg is forty eggs. <laughs> I've never gotten this far. I wrote in the, my notes that Robin tells her she, she's like, "How did you know about me? How did you know I was involved?" And Robin's like, "Oh, Doctor Thornton just told me." So she just gives up her source like in a second, mm-hmm. and like some board is gonna call Doctor Thornton, right? Like he's gonna get a call from somebody. You can't be doing this. I mean, it's not against the law in '95. Anyway, Samantha <laughs> was very adversarial, and she kicks Robin out of her house. She doesn't want anything to do with any of it. And then we find another quick spirit projection of Samantha in the attic. It's all my fault, and she's running out. So we're getting like reality bleeding in with like uh, previous events at yeah, this house. Carl, Carl seeing what occurred in the house in in pieces. Yeah, he's seeing like glimpses, remnants, and then we're cutting to these flashbacks of uh what's her name robin going around town interviewing people yeah and he's just talking to ghosts like it's fucking nothing at all yeah he's not like surprised or shocked he's or terrified he's just like oh hey he's been doing case unsolved for a long time true nothing gets to him right yeah and he's a rock so then we see chuck dumping off the dude's body at the house seemingly he and marie are behind all these killings and they're just throwing him in the house for the fuck of it just dumping him in the house and leaving and then Samantha shows up at Robin's hotel and she's like, okay, I've completely turned around. It's time to tell the truth if you're ready for it, Robin, which I thought was a weird, weird line. I thought it was weird when she poured her a glass of wine and it was so fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best Foley work, I guess. Yeah, that whole sequence was so weird. Like, I'll tell the truth. Would you like a glass of wine? Yeah, it was really bad. I think I would like one. Okay, well, I do have wine. Okay, I would like a glass. It was very strange. It was like two minutes of them pouring wine. (laughs) So apparently this is the story. Okay, so back in the day, Samantha, Ford, and Eileen were friends. They went to the mansion to chase these two boys. I I don't know if it was like ghost boys that were luring her them there or if it was real boys that also got this There's missing children that they thought went to the mansion. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then they went to the mansion, and Samantha's like, by the way, we were both sexually assaulted by the house. I don't want to laugh at that, but how does that work? Well, I did, <laughs> I did write in my notes that Evil Dead set this precedent. Yeah, so <laughs> fair. You can't, you can't, it's, it's been done before. Somehow, somewhere, the house uh, sexually assaulted these two women. But you do get that in The Seventh Guest, too. Like, uh, the house is sort of its own living, breathing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just spooky specters popping in and out. Those are, I don't know, remnants of people. Mm-hmm. But the house is alive in several ways. But when the house was finished with them, it let them go. Um, Eileen lost her hand when they were running away and a gate got closed on it. Like a big, <laughs> Why huge Why did you just tell gate. people that? Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. They're like a dog bit it off at the house. It's like, just say the gate did. Like, why is that the lie? What'd she do with it? I'm going to say she sold it. <laughs> sold her hand on the black market. Yeah. Yeah. She could get a lot of money for a hand and it's already off. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it's Our a good thing they didn't get over. pregnant from the house too. <gasps> well, you it turns out they did. Just one of them? No, they both got pregnant. <laughs> wow. Samantha had a quote, illegal abortion. Back. Which is weird in New York in 95. Back alley stuff, dude. Is very she strange. She could have had it done properly she didn't want anyone to know you know how doctors are not yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, true. So. that's very true <laughs> that's a good point they would have told everybody they would have called the whole town like hey did you hear about Samantha Moore? <laughs> jesus so apparently because this procedure was illegal and very back alley 
She got paralyzed. Yeah, which because did happen. of this. <laughs> yeah. And I just wrote like her parents had money. She could have went to another country and got this done. Yeah, seriously. She could have just went to New York City or something. She didn't want to tell her parents. Yeah. is what I assumed. Maybe, but hey, either way, Samantha, abortion, got paralyzed. Eileen actually had the baby, and get this, guys, what? that baby was Marie. <gasps> no, not her only child. Oh yes. my god. Twenty years. She didn't ago? know anything about her father because Marie is the. Bastard daughter of the house. How could you tell your kid that your dad was a house? (laughs) Well, she. I think Marie knows. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that now. But But, uh, Sam is blaming all the violent, evil shit that's going on in the town on Marie. Mm. She's just like, she's the spawn of the house, so she's obviously evil. So all this terrible stuff revolves around her. That's how people are getting killed outside of the house. Yeah, exactly. So, boy, we're getting long. So I'm going to go ahead and fly through this shit. It's Um, almost over. Not by my notes. But <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it is by mine. Carl is back in the mansion. He gets easily seduced by a woman looking for a role in a play. Yeah. He's like, she's like, oh, you're the director. Give me a, give me a role. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. I'm the play dude. That's right. Wait, what's up, lady? <laughs> and he's like, hey, do you know where Robin is, by the way? And she's like, who's Robin? I don't know what this is. And then she fades away to nothing. We go back out to the real world present or back in a flashback. Sorry. Robin confronts Eileen again at the diner, and Eileen is like, oh, I'm not budging, I don't know anything. Uh, says, if you want to know up... I wasn't raped by a house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The house didn't rape me. That's crazy talk. And uh, if you really want to know what's going on, if this is bothering you so much, then why don't you uh, go head over there yourself? Go check it out at the house. Yeah, why don't you go fuck the house, yeah. huh? Yeah, why don't you go get sexually assaulted by a living, breathing home? And Marie overheard the whole thing, because that's what she does. And then Marie and Chuck meet up in the hotel again. Marie wants him to kill the producer, Robin. She wants she wants her to kill Robin. And he's yeah. like, dude, she's too high profile. He's not wrong. Yeah. Like, everyone in the town, every, people from New York City will be looking for her. Like, we can't do that. And then after basically no prodding, he's like, okay, fine, whatever. As long as we're still boning. Like, yeah, I'll kill whomever. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're just still boning. I'll kill whomever. I read in the wiki <laughs> that... Mean, I'm paraphrasing. It's 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 alluded to that he gets powers from the house as well. I kind of assumed that, yeah. So yeah, like that's, that's what, what made him so successful or in his business or whatever. That's why he wore those sweet, huge suits that we were all wearing <laughs> in the 90s. Yep. And he had a convertible, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. So nice car. Got to be wealthy. Got to be the devil. I think it was a Miata. <laughs> Fucking sweet. <laughs> Seabrain convertible. <laughs> so... Chuck gets to Robin's hotel. He's got a knife in his hand. He's made his way into the room. He's ready to do this. He sees someone sleeping in the bed. Bam, knife comes down. They get stabbed. But wait a minute. The person sleeping in the bed was Jim. Oh, my God. Not the police chief. The police chief, Jim. Robin was in the shower. Oh, you think a serial killer would be better at this? You think they'd at least give him some pause. He'd be like, well, someone's in the shower and someone's sleeping here. Nope, underneath the sheets, a guy stab him. That's easy so that he just way. Stab first, ask questions later. So (laughs) basically, he's like, okay, what do I do? So he takes all Jim's clothes, takes Jim's body, wraps him in the blanket, takes Jim outside. So basically, Robin comes out and is like, I I guess he left. I guess he left with the sheets. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he left with the bedspread and his clothes. Because he wanted to keep it. So Chuck feeds Jim's body to the house. And then back in the house... Chuck runs into some ghosts from the first game and they murder him, mm-hmm. which is an odd move. 
Well, it's because he fucked up. Yeah, he, he's a screw up. He didn't kill Robin like he was supposed to. Ah, I see. So, so chuck him into the stew. But he still gave him a body. Why wouldn't they be like, you know what? You're really great at feeding us bodies. Why don't you uh, go take them all again? Go get Robin. Yeah, go, go take I'll take another body. I love eating bodies. I'm a fucking house that sexually assaults women. And eats bodies. And eats bodies and holds ghosts. I'm as cool as they get in 95. <laughs> so then Robin arrives at the mansion fucking finally. And a spirit, Samantha, tells her not to go in. This is, by the way... 50 minutes into the cutscene movie where Robin finally gets to the house. Mm-hmm. And then in the mansion now, weird stuff starts happening with Robin. Uh, she runs into Henry Stauff and he apparently knows that she had a childhood memory of like where she killed a cat. Yeah, yeah. she drowned a cat in a toilet. I mean, come on. What kind of fucked up kid is she? Yeah, that's pretty messed up. And then a mountain lion appears out of nowhere and leaps at her, but then it disappears. It's a big cat. Mm-hmm. And there's a baby doll with a real baby face. Real creepy. And then, I don't know, The stop, then Stoff tells her that the house has to eat. And he's like, do you want success? Power, influence? And she's like, well, how does a house do that? Get the fuck out of here. Sam, for some reason, has hacked into the mansion's security system and is watching remotely through the cameras. Mm-hmm. Which, we don't even need to go into detail about why that's stupid. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sam then sends Carl the live video to his game book, which I guess technology is just magic now. Like it's the 90s. People didn't understand computers. So why couldn't this be a thing people can do? Yeah. Well, Sam's a hacker. And then Carl, through the game book, starts talking with Samantha. And she's the one that sent him the game book and hoped he could defeat the house. Which Mm -hmm. I want to pause here for a sec. Based on fucking what? Like, why would she think... Like, let's send a TV show personality to a house, and he'll be able to kill all the people. Because he's on a show, and he does this kind of shit all the time. And Rab- Robin was already there. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, it's, it is a little logical leap, but... Yeah. It's just... Dumb. She's like, you're the only one that could do it, Carl. I'm like, fucking... Because he's already popular and rich, so he might not be swayed by the house's temptations. Oh, yeah, look at Chump Slap <laughs> coming up with theories here. Maybe. I don't know. It's dumb. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would Robin... But is she wrong? I don't know. It depends on the ending you choose. <laughs> That's true. That's what I'm trying to I don't... Along. <laughs> Okay, so let's move it along. Got it, got it. So then obviously the next logical step for this story to take is Henry Stoff showing up in what appears to be some kind of game show format. Yeah, made sense to me. So he says, he's like, Carl, here you go. You made it to the Met. He's like literally leading a game show like fucking Pat Sajak out here. Let's make a real deal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Behind what's door one or two or three. Yeah. So then he's like, here's 600 bucks for coming on the show. Thanks. Now you have a choice. You can either sacrifice 200 bucks to see what's behind a door. And he's like, all right, I'll I'll try that. I'm not just going to pick a door. Uh, This place is weird and scary. So let's get some insight here. So he gives him 200 bucks. And he opens the middle one. It's a big screen TV. Sweet. Yeah, it's not going to sway him. He's like, okay, here's another 200. Here's another two, Whatever. He opens all the doors. Door one has Maria or Marie in sexy clothes. Ooh. And then another one is basically Samantha showing up on a TV saying, don't fall for it. Choose me. Mm-hmm. She hacked into that TV that wasn't. She hacked in. into the TV. That's right. So we got three choices here. You can either choose Samantha. Robin is in behind door number three. Or Marie. And this is where you get to choose the ending you're going to see. Why would anyone choose Marie? I don't know. But we can talk about what happens when you choose Marie. Yeah, you might as well. Let's do it. I mean, she's the craziest one. So So I'm just going to 
read these from the Wikipedia in the interest of time, and they summarize it way better than I could. So, and I also couldn't find the individual endings. I only just saw one of them. I, th- I saw a second one, which was the entire game again, but just with the ending. I saw the, oh, the Sam and the Robin ending. Yeah. I couldn't find the Marie ending. So either way, if you choose Marie, Samantha and Robin will look on. Carl gives in to Marie's temptations. Marie leads him through a door to another room, and the two get down. Marie morphs into Henry Stoff. The Stoff-Marie hybrid then taunts Carl, ironically congratulating him for his wise choice while eating cooked ribs, which they claim to be his. Oh, very Hannibal Lecter. In the script of the game, after morphing into Stoff, Marie was supposed to morph into the entity that controls the match revealing his physical appearance, but it was scrapped from the final version of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why wasn't Stoff just that entity? That's a great question. He was, basically. Mm-hmm. So if you choose Samantha, this, I guess is the good ending. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Marie's obviously the bad. Robin is the sad, I guess. I don't know. She's bad, too. Yeah. So if you choose Samantha, uh, the moment Carl touches the TV, he's teleported to Samantha's front door, and they watch the house burn to the ground on the same TV from the game show, which is magically in that room. So he gets the TV out of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do get the TV. Yeah. <laughs> And the house kills itself. And then Carl expresses regret about Robin, but Samantha laments that Robin was lost the moment she said yes to Stoffs. Yeah, because she said yes to the... Yeah, he couldn't save her from... Right. And then apparently in this ending, the entity starved to death when Carl refused its offers and chose to save himself. Which is weird because it didn't starve to death any other time, but whatever. Yeah. No, no, it didn't. And, you know, it's kind of its own fault because it killed Chuck. He could have just kept giving it bodies to eat, but what do we know? Mm-hmm. So if you choose Robin, Carl and Robin will embrace and Samantha looks on very disappointed. The story then flashes forward two weeks where Robin is in Carl's living room watching the news of his body being found on the Hudson River. The newscaster reports that he disappeared on his honeymoon in Harley on the Hudson after marrying Robin, who is now the new president of Stoff Broadcasting System. It's possible that in this ending, Robin. Yeah, yeah. She was tempted. She took it uh, because we knew that that happened in the game. So if you pick Robin, basically Carl dies, Robin becomes the head of the network. And then it's it says here it's possible that in this ending Robin took Chuck's former place as the mansion feeder and then murdered Carl, both as a sacrifice and to silence him after he had witnessed inside a mansion. So yeah, something like that. basically Robin now is a successful one who kills people and feeds them to the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the three endings. Perfect game, right? Mm-hmm. You nailed it. Can't think of any better. All right, well, uh, That's it. That's the game. That's it. Oh, no, wait. We got to do the bumper. (laughs) All right. That's it. That's the game. We did it. We got through it. We're better people. Uh, Let's go ahead and move into final thoughts. Okay. Okay. And we'll start with you, Dr. Scientist. Okay. I feel like you have a lot to say here. Um, Did watching this video make you want to play the 11th hour? Uh, Did the story work for you? Or did it leave a taste in your mouth that was pretty sour? You could have cut that down by like 20 words. Maybe. And uh, what score out of seven, uh, what score <laughs> out of 27 stars do you think wouldn't be too dour? Beautiful. I don't think that's what dour means. It does. Fuck, I'm okay. good at this. <laughs> uh, would I play it? No, probably not. Most likely not. What if it was on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I was bored at work. Fair. But there's plenty of other games I can play. Uh, did the story for me? I mean, it was, I guess it was meant to be some kind of horror game, early horror game kind of ideal about the haunted house from Seventh Guest. 
Is there any more in this series or is this it? No, this is it. Oh. Well. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I get, uh, I mean, we didn't get to see the gameplay, but I'm assuming those flashbacks are just Carl traversing the house and solving puzzles and then it shows you something that happened. Yeah. 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 It really has nothing to do. Like the gameplay has nothing to do with any of this stuff going on. It's just puzzles. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it's ridiculous. I'll give it that. But it's just an early version of trying to make some kind of demon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it wasn't, I mean, the house kills people and rapes people apparently. So yeah, and the good guy wins in the end. If you go to the right ending, yeah, he's <laughs> not a good guy. Eh, well, <laughs> he's the protagonist. How about that? All right. There you go. I'll, I'll say it wasn't too bad. I'll give it five stars. Okay. Five. five stars. I mean, it was very 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not terrible. It could have been told a little bit better, but, you know, it's 90s, so whatever. Right it feels like this, this had, like, a big budget for the time, right? I mean, the stuff looked I like it was be. shot with VHS. Like, it was shot very cheaply, but uh, still. 95, though, there was, oh, I guess... Windows 95. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of other games around 95 that I played. I just wanted to add real quick that I looked up the other games from this company, from Trilobite. They made a game called Uncle Henry's Playhouse. Next week. <laughs> it's a compilation of some of the puzzles from the seventh guest, the 11th hour, and another game they made called Clandestiny. It sold 27 copies in the U.S. and 127 worldwide. Oh, man, I want it. Well, who wants to play puzzle games that are just puzzles? That, that have already been come out? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, well, I love cool. puzzle games, so it's kind of, yeah. it was a bad question, way to phrase the question. But yeah, that was it. I gave it five stars. All right. Well, then I think it's your turn there, Sir Chomp Slap. You got it, bud. Did watching this video make you want to play this masterpiece? Mm-hmm. Did the story work for you, or do you feel like you got fleeced? Ooh. And... What score out of 27 stars you'd think you'd give this super cool Reese's I lost it. Reese's I lost Cup. it. Yeah, you're right. Reese's Cup. Yep. 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 Do I want to play it? No. Did the story work for me? Not really, but I don't know. You are just trying to figure out how these murders are connected to the house. I guess you figure it out. And the house being a, an entity that eats and has sex that's pretty wild it's kind of right down my alley it is it's very slappy very slappy yeah but it took itself too seriously so i don't know it took itself too seriously you don't think this was made in earnest oh well, that's different than what you said yeah well t- what the fuck how's that different <clears throat> let's not get into yes. semantics here that's what dr scientist does <laughs> but i don't know i mean the story was okay it's wild. It's crazy. So out of 27 stars, it was just so dumb and stupid. I can't, I can't in good conscience, give it more than a five. So I'll give it a four. <laughs> okay. A four then. All right. Perfect. I think these are very reasonable scores, but our scoring system's perfect, obviously. Yeah. So. Right, right. So I got some questions for you though now. Oh, it's my turn. Good. Well, what are those questions? Did watching this video make you want to feed a house? Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was the story pretty bad or was it better than most? Oh, it went downhill. <laughs> nice, went nice. downhill. I love it. I, keep going. Keep Out going in this seven stars. How much did this boast? I'll tell you. Okay. I thought, I, thought you had, I thought you had more there, but okay. I can't believe Papa Scotch won this week. 
Um, it's not a competition. All right. <laughs> I remember this game coming out. I remember playing it. I don't remember anything about the FMV stuff. And now that I think about it more, it may have been a situation where I got to the first puzzle and was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, and then gave up. <laughs> right. And then you just remembered the seventh guest, and that was it. Yeah, I only remembered things from the seventh guest because that was one we actually cheated our way through beating. Because so, um, it was one. Of, it was the days when you got a game, and that was the game you had, and you played that game. You didn't just go get another game. Right. No one's right. buying me another game. Anyway, uh, this does this does the story work for me? No. Do watch this video make me want to play it? No, because it has nothing to do with playing yeah. the game. It's just puzzles. And uh, basically, I I think it's pretty reasonable to say if you wanted to see the story, you just watch the video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get anything extra but by playing did. the game. Yeah, and I would not do it again. <laughs> no. Uh, so did watch this video make me want to play it? No. Did the story work for me? I mean, kind of. It was very uh linear it was very easy to understand what was going on it made like robin's motivation and carl's motivation just to be there made sense the craziest shit was the crazy shit a house was doing so i guess it all kind of worked narratively um was it good not really Mm -hmm. um the reveal of like this whole mystery of who's killing all these people we figure out like 40 percent through the story of who's doing it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did the story work? I mean, as a narrative, sure. To really engage me, no. What score would I give it? I mean, I don't know. I have a soft spot in my heart for FMV games because there weren't that many of them and they are so weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, didn't we do one like the Journeyman? Was that one of them? The Journey something? Yeah, the Journeyman Project. The yeah. Journeyman Project was very similar to this where you click around and then all of a sudden there's live video telling the story i'm i mean it's kind of hokey and stupid but i'm gonna say it's a six i i don't it's, think it's, it's the bottom end of average i'm sure that's what the numbers represent at the end when we got it yeah, it's 15 yeah gives us a final score of 15 we gave 13 last week a 13 whoa whoa <laughs> uh the last 15 we gave was armed and dangerous right that the weird one that was set in like england with the robot and the yeah yeah, I think one of them's a, a skeleton with armor. Yep. I think that's right. No. No, he was no. like a... He was a robot, and then one was an old guy. Yeah, he was like a Roman robot yeah. or something. Yeah. We also gave a score of 15 to the game D, which... Classic yeah. of that game. I don't remember anything about that. It, it, was like <laughs> a pu- it was like a puzzle-type game where he was Dracula. You went into the house. Yeah, and- the lady's dad was Dracula, blah, blah, blah. Hospital. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got it. I got it. I got there. So... There we go. Final score of 15. And uh, if we got nothing else to say about this modern day classic, let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Dr. Scientist Radical Pokemon Lock of the Week. It's Pokemon. It's a lock of the week. I like how it shook the table. Thanks. Every <laughs> okay. Every week we uh, asked Dr. Scientist for a 100% Radical Pokemon Lock of the Week. And he has never let us down because he's incapable of doing such. This week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, I was going to do my favorite legendary Pokemon of the week. Ooh. Uh-huh. But then when I looked it up, apparently there's three different categories of legendary Pokemon. Ooh. So well, I'll three? split up into three weeks and save myself some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So the first group of legendary Pokemons we'll do is called sub-legendary Pokemon. Okay. Apparently, the difference from these is you can use these in in the game in battle, like against other people, and their stats are a little bit lower than the other ones. 
blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And for, when I looked at it, they really started adding them on after I stopped playing. So uh, screw the ones later. I just picked uh, the coolest dog looking one I found. And that's Suicune. Suicune. Yep. He's a cool dog. Sweet. I liked him in the game. I used him. S-U-I-Q-C-U-N. I know how to spell Suicune. There's no Q. There's no Q. Oh, S-U-I-C-U-N. Oh, what a majestic looking animal. It's very true. Holy fuck. This thing's six feet, seven inches. Oh, yeah. In the game, they just run around. You got to try and catch them. They're randomly in places. Damn, that's like a moose. It's like a goddamn moose. It's a goddamn horse. 412 pounds. No eggs discovered, though. Oh, thank God. Well, it's legendary. You can't breed legendary. Egg not obtainable, yeah. Ooh, only a 1.6% catch rate. That's rough. That's a tough... Well, it's a legendary. They don't just stand out, Yeah, legendaries you can't just catch. Wow. I don't know what other stats to read, because it doesn't have any other... It's a water type? It's got 35 base friendship. Yeah. Really? That's not bad. And it's a hatch time of 80 cycles, but the egg isn't attainable, so... Well, yeah. you can hack at him, but it is water type. It is, but it's a cool looking dog. Six foot tall dog. I'll take it. Wild. Pretty badass. All right. Well, there you go. Sweet Hune. Sweet Yes, of course. Everyone knows that. <laughs> that is the number one Pokemon log of the week. And could it be on the final team that maybe, Dr. Science has put together? Oh, we'll have to wait and see. Keep tuning in to find out, folks. <laughs> But that's going to take us to our favorite segment of every week, which is Sir Chomp Slaps. This or that. This or that. Ooh. What? <laughs> there we go. I found it. I got too many buttons, guys. I got to scale down my buttons. What is this one? Okay. That, this one. All right. This is not what the fans came here for. That's what I came every here for. week, every week, we give a prompt. We give prompts to Chump Slap. We're going to give him seven prompts this week. He's going to have to determine if the prompt I give him is a brand of peanut butter or one of the characters in the Barbie doll universe. I think I got this. You get it every week. I'm not even worried anymore. Yeah. Uh, Barbie, obviously, the Barbie universe. There's Barbie, the famous Barbie doll, the character. Yeah, but there's the also PCU, a whole slew of friends. It's the PCU, indeed. <laughs> Barbie, peanut butter. Barbie, Barbie butter. Barbie butter. Okay. <clears throat> okay, Dr. Scient- Dr. Scientist. Sir Chomp Slap, are you ready to nail this? You fucking know it, bro. Okay, here we go. First prompt of the peanut butter or Barbie doll. Jif. Peanut butter. Gif. Skipper. Barbie. Skippy. Peanut butter. Fluff. Barbie? Smuckers. Peanut butter. PJ. Barbie. Tiff. Barbie. Okay, okay, that's seven. Okay, you you can unclench. You can unclench. Oh, thank God. Let's go ahead and let's look up these. No, we're going to tabulate it. Didn't get clickety click, 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 click. I didn't put in a clicker sound yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's a seven out of seven for (laughs) Search Home Slap. That, la- that lasts way too long, man. It's such a long one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that is seven out of seven. Again, Jif is a peanut butter. Skipper is a type, is a Barbie doll character. Skippy is peanut butter. Fluff is Barbie. Smuckers is peanut butter. PJ is Barbie. Tiff is Barbie. It's a little bit harder than you thought it was, though, wasn't it? That fluff, like, really threw me off. I was like, wait, did they say what goes with peanut butter? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a marshmallow. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, uh, if people have a whole lot of opinions on how to make the best peanut butter sandwich and whether it involves fluff or not, where could they send that email to, Sir Chomp Slap? Probably does. 
Well, you can send that to plottytime at gmail.com and I will read and respond. Even if you send me some weird erotic fiction about me doing stuff on the pod. It's weird. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. He loved it. Way to go, Frank. And uh, if they want to get to us faster on the socials with more peanut butter recommendations or erotica, how would they do that, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram or stop by the Reddit with pictures of Chump Slap doing some erotic fiction with peanut butter and fluff. Oh, it's not perfect. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can also go over to YouTube, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Or you can go to uh, playtime.com, which takes you to our eBay store where you can buy shit. That also helps us out. Um, as always, we're just going to go ahead and shout out Blaine JJ, Draga the Slago, Ham Man, and Louise Guzman. More importantly than all that, don't trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.